Welcome to Fathers of the Faith for Covenant Kids, where we look back on the church fathers who raised the ramparts which defend our faith to present day. On this episode, we're going to be learning about Richard Baxter. Now, let's take a closer look. My name is Grant, and joined with me are my three saplings. The oldest is Lila. Hello. The middleest is Edward. Hello. And the youngest is Nora. What are you guys doing? I don't care what you call me. My name is Nora. You're crazy. <laughs> hey, you got that from These me? are unplanned, so everyone knows. I'm as surprised as you guys are. That so you guys, I know you guys are doing very well, and we have something kind of fun to tell everyone that we just got and just added to our family and to our home. Kitties! That's Woo! right. So we got two little kittens. So what are their names, Lila? Zwingli and Luther. Who are they named after, Eddie? The two reformers. Zwingli, the Swiss cheesy guy. The the Swi Swiss Why is he the Swiss cheesy guy? Because he's from Switzerland. That's right. And who is Luther named after, Nora? Martin Luther. Yeah, what was, what was the great thing that he wrote? The 95 Theses. That's right. Good job, Nora. I'm telling you guys, name your pets after reformers and your kids will learn church history in no time. <laughs> yep. But they are a bundle of joy and a bundle of energy, too. <laughs> Every morning we wake up to get the kitties and they're like all rustling and they're so cute and fluffy. And then, mom and then mommy wakes me up and then she puts them on my face. Yep. It's a good time. <laughs> it's a good time putting kittens on Eddie's face. <laughs> All right, so you guys want to learn about this man, Richard Baxter, tonight? Oh, yeah. So Richard Baxter was born 12 November in the year 1615. That's like 500 years ago. 404 years ago. It's the Snap. year of the hippies. So close. It's in the year of the hippies, too. 1600s is not the 60s. 1960s <laughs> is the hippie time, Eddie. He was born at Roughton, Shropshire, at the house of his maternal grandfather and Ooh. baptized at its then parish church called Higher Urkel. So when he went to school, he was helped by the Puritan John Owen. Remember him? Yeah. Yep. And so he studied under John Owen when he was like high school age, like 14, 15, 16. Is he a Puritan? Um, Richard Baxter? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Dad? Pretty much most of these English pastors and theologians from the 1600s is what we call Puritans. Cool. Pretty much all of them. Well, that's cool. He's a Puritan, too. Yes, Eddie, what do you got? Um, was there cars at that time? No, not even close. Well, if there like were... Like 300 years away. <laughs> well, if it was 300 years after, then around the time um, when he was 16, he should get his car. His driver's license? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so listen... He did schooling under John Owen, and John Owen would have been the one to recommend him to go to a big top school like Oxford. But guess what? Hmm. John Owen did not recommend that he go to Oxford. What? So for hmm. some reason, John Owen thought maybe he wasn't smart enough. But history tells us that maybe John Owen regretted that, that maybe he should have sent him to Oxford to get an education there. But nevertheless, Richard Baxter went to Ludlow Castle to read with other leading 
scholars, and he still got a great education. And he was reluctantly persuaded to go to court, and he went to London under the patronage of Sir Henry Herbert, Master of the Revels. Now, going to court meant that you worked for somebody that was part of the government, and you worked in the government, basically. So he was mentored. It says that he was under the patronage. So somebody, this Sir Henry Herbert, <laughs> who was, you know, somebody in the government would have used him as kind of his student. Oh. Makes sense? Yeah. But Richard Baxter eventually left and he said, no, I want to study divinity. I want to study the Bible. I think I'm called to ministry. And so he became a pastor. So then he spent months and months under John Owen again and helping him teach where he was at. And then, yeah, he became a pastor. So there's two big things that I wanted to point out about Richard Baxter's life. One is that he was a nonconformist. So he didn't agree that the Church of England should control every little detail about every church in the country of England. And so because Richard Baxter disagreed with the church, he should have not pastored according to their rules. He should have not been preaching every single week and letting people come together and be their pastor, right? Because he was against their rules. And so because he broke their rules, they put him in prison just that's for being a pastor. And not following a church's rules? That's nothing. You can be like killing the <laughs> king. Most people try to do that. This was a time in England that was kind of rough for pastors, and they were trying to figure out a lot of things because the country had an established church, and a lot of Puritans and people believed that there shouldn't be such a tight rule book on how you do church. So that I was agree the problem. With that too. I would agree with that. The second thing that I wanted to talk about is the book that he wrote called The Reformed Pastor. And he pastored at a church for about 20 years. And he took his pastor duties very seriously. And he knew that he was given charge to care for these people. And so through all of those years, he put, to, he put into practice what then he wrote in a book called Reformed Pastor. A lot of pastors today will still read this book to give them some really good advice about how to be a better, more biblical, caring, shepherding, loving pastor. So this is what most people think of when they hear Richard Baxter. They think of the guy who still preached every single week and was put in prison because of it, even though he broke the Church of England's rules at the time. And they think about a man who wrote a great book on how to pastor. What do you got, Eddie? That that book must be really good if it gives you all advice. So that is what we are thankful for in the life of Richard Baxter, and what God used him for was to be a great help for pastors and pastors who go through really tough times like prison and legal battles with the state and with all these people fighting against what you believe and that sort of thing. And he even fought through some theological battles with John Owen and some other really smart people. So he is a good example of steadfastness and someone who cared for his church. Yes, Nora? I just want to tell you. Yeah? What if there was this pastor that preached and it was a godly church mm -hmm. and one of the pastors 
they preached about God and then and after church they put him in jail. It's basically what this is about. Well, that was happening because he he didn't preach anything wrong. He just didn't follow the Church of England's rule book on doing church. He said, I don't like your rule book. And they said, then you shouldn't be preaching and you shouldn't have a church. And he said, well, I'm going to go preach and have a church anyway. And they were like, off to prison with you. God told me to. I believe God told me to. And God's bigger than you. All right. So that is a quick snapshot of Richard Baxter's life. We hope that you enjoyed learning a little bit about this Puritan. And just remember all of the really tough things that some Puritans went through back in the 1600s. We thank you for listening. And we hope you tune in next time for another episode of Fathers of the Faith for Covenant Kids. See you next time!